Greetings and welcome to our fifth Grave Words, the after party for the Something Something Dragons actual play of the Carrion Crown Adventure Path. In this episode, we're going to be recapping our last three episodes, which were episodes 19, 20, and 21. We're going to be asking the players a little bit about their characters. We're going to discuss how we did a rebuild of one of our characters and why we did that. And we have a couple of listener questions, so we're going to go ahead and get those as well. We do love those listener questions. Keep sending those in, either via email to untoldstoriesandgames at gmail.com or send them directly to me via our Discord. And, you know, keep leaving us reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts because it really helps future audiences find us. So, say hello, gang. Hiya! Hello. I didn't know we started a gang. Hello. <laughs> yep, you're the Rainbow Squad. You're terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I don't think some of our listeners agree with that about me. No, they call you a cinnamon roll. I hate it. I'm going <laughs> to... I know you're going to my... You scare me. I'm going to get a backup who's like a freaking murder killer so that they all are like, oh god. We'll just, uh, we'll, we'll record an episode of our Hell's Vengeance campaign and uh, and drop that in <laughs> as a bonus episode. Uh, yes, you can all see how <laughs> I murder people for a campaign setting. Yep. Alright, so let's, joking. let's go ahead and get started with our recaps. And we're going to start with episode 19, which was Something Wicked This Way Comes. I think we'll do the way we have been doing it, where I'll kind of do the broad notes and then you guys can toss out any comments, questions, issues, things that I'm forgetting, rotten tomatoes, whatever you feel like. So Rotten tomatoes? Yeah, you can throw rotten tomatoes at me. Except that, you know, we're all on the computer, so I won't actually get hit. How do you so. know? Oh, I can't but smash a tomato with my webcam. I wouldn't. Yes, you could if you want, but then you'd break your computer and we couldn't play. I'd also just recommend don't smash a rotten tomato on your webcam. Yep. In the middle of recording, if you say something that we disagree with, do we just yell rotten tomato? Please don't. Or objection. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. All right, objection, so. your honor. <laughs> All right. Let's get started. Episode 19. That was the one where you guys started off uh, inside Harrowstone. You went inside, you did some exploration, you found some papers, some useful magic items some cash. You found a room with a set of animated manacles, which tried to crush Alaris's wrists. Zero uh, out of five. Would not recommend. Yep. It was fine. You found <laughs> the chapel to Phrasma, where you fought some spiders who were very unhappy that you invaded their home. And we broke in and murdered them. You did. You totally murder hoboed those spiders. Alright, so uh, I mean, they are bigger than me and tried to eat me. Well, yeah. Well, we did break into their living space without warning. We could have at least knocked. She's it's right. a spider. <laughs> Uther and Anton flirted while smashing giant spiders. Yes, they did. You love them. <laughs> and uh, that episode ended as you guys found the laundry room, which was where we stopped. What yeah. am I forgetting? I don't think much. Other than, once again, zero out of five would what not recommend there? those manacles. Or was that in the next episode? Yeah, that was in the next episode. Probably next episode. Okay. Yeah. I remember nothing of anything, so I'm just going to su assume that's all right. You know, again, I, I encourage you guys to take notes. I remember oh, what, what happened. I just, when it comes to the after parties, I don't remember 
Which episode? Happened when? You know, the other thing is, you guys have a resource that I have never had in any RPG I've ever played before, in that you can always go, what happened last session? Let me go back and listen to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did that for the last episode and just the last five minutes of 21. Okay. And that's all I did. Well, at least that would work for me. I remember everything, but that one little section, that last five minutes, <laughs> that so, was enough to remember which episode that was, I out. think. All right. Uh, Moving on to episode 20 which was titled The Warden. And that was the episode where it started off in the laundry room where you fought an animated straitjacket. Yay. Yay. Also zero. Nobody died. Nobody died. Uh, nobody even really got too hurt from the animated straitjacket. Yeah, it was just like, you know, some straitjacket just flew into the air, flapped around a bit, then we killed it. Basically. It really did just flap around. Which is funny because the straitjacket in terms mechanically was much more challenging than the manacles but really yep you just couldn't roll about a 10. yeah then you found uh visoriana who was the ghost of the warden's wife and visoriana told you about a group of rogue figures who were seen outside of the prison who killed the professor and also took her husband's spirit she warned you that uh, with her husband's spirit gone, the other prisoners inside Harrison were trying, or the spirits of those prisoners, were trying to escape. She guided you to where you would be able to find items belonging to the Harrison Five. That's their name? That sounds like a band. It's a good uh, shorthand for saying the five most notorious murderers inside Harrison Prison. I'm sorry, but the Harrison Five sounds like a band. <laughs> really does. <laughs> Imagine them in a prison just. Ladies and gentlemen, for one night and one night only, Harrowstone and their vocal group, Two Angry Dragons. <laughs> so, you guys don't know, but that's a band name that we made from a different game I'm in because we had two dragons. We had a dragon and then a dragon in backstory that we both knew were angry at us. <laughs> Anybody makes any fan art? Could it be of this, please? Please. <laughs> Honestly, if there's fan art of all of us just, like, sitting around a table laughing, I would be happy. That'd be awesome. Um, alright, so you, uh, you found those cursed items. You took hey. them, went back to the Lorimore house. You told Kendra about what you found in the prison. And everyone decided to go to bed, except for Eklund, who decided that he was going to go and stake out the memorial. It could have to be Emo decided he wanted to go get possessed. Who are we to judge? Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, what am I forgetting from that episode? Not really much. All I could think of is that we nicknamed Vasoriana the ghost chick, but that's a minor detail. <laughs> <laughs> right. Listen, did. it works. Oh, Talia, uh, didn't you steal her name? Uh, I did. Yep, she mentioned that already. Talia's full name now is Talia Veronica... Vasoriana Marciella Vale. And it's only going to become more of a mouthful for people. It does like those V names. <laughs> okay. Haven't stolen any of our names yet, so... I also want to mention, could we have could we have a quick moment of silence for Professor Lorimore and Warden Hawkrin, who sacrificed everything in guarding this prison, and 
like sad. <laughs> I love that. We all go silent for a second and then just sad. Okay, so <laughs> moving on from there, we go to episode 21 entitled The Death of Gibsophanius. Which that episode starts with everybody waking up at the Lorimore house. Everybody's all chill and relaxed, except for that whole, hey, where's Eklund thing? Meanwhile, Eklund, you know, had a nice uh, camping out night in the woods. It was lovely. Except for the fact where he wakes up looking up at the memorial, which has been vandalized to say V E S, and he has blood all over his clocks. So, so Eklund first cleaned up the memorial and then fled the scene of the crime. The party tracked him and found him, managed to get him to come back. Then back from the memorial, you tracked the trail of blood back to Gibbs's house. And as you investigated Gibbs's house, you discovered that he had been murdered and risen as a zombie. Eklund fled the scene, although after he fled, the rest of the party were able to determine that Eklund was not what killed Gibbs because he'd been dead for at least two days. Who killed the zombie again? Um, I think it was... Some combination of you and uh, Luther. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, that's right. I killed a zombie. He'll be like, wait, who did that? Oh, right, I did! <laughs> <laughs> you guys got the sheriff to come back. Um, he basically looked at it, heard your story, heard your explanation, said... Right, I need you all to stay at the Lorimore house so that we can find you. I'm going to bring Father uh, Grimsboro back in on this. And again, I still trust you, but the rest of the town is not going to when they find out about this. So. Hey, GM? Yes? Uh, what happened to the dead zombie body of Gibbs? Uh, you don't know. don't know. It was still there with, uh, with the sheriff when you left the scene. I just want to know what happened to the body. You don't, I mean, you don't know. I mean, yeah, they probably buried it. So the sheriff took, uh, sent you away, said he was going to bring in the father. We don't know exactly what they did with Gibbs' body. That might be something you'll have to investigate later on. You managed to find Eklund in the woods, talk him out of a tree and say, hey, look, really, you didn't kill anyone. It's cool. I slapped him once. Twice. Azatha got to use her cool new spell to mind link with him and tell Dang. him everything. Cool new spell. You guys brought Eklund back to the house, did more research, managed to find out nothing about the Splatter Man, but found out uh, a little bit more about the Lopper. Um, you used the Spirit Planchette to determine that the type of, of spirit slash undead that the Splatter Man is is specifically a ghost sense, you know. The term ghost gets thrown around to basically mean dead guy, but it really does have a specific meaning Pathfinder. Yes. And then the episode ended uh, after using the spirit, spirit planchette with a knock on the door, and you opened the door and saw a animated corpse with a caved-in head reaching for Talia, which Kendra said, father, and that was where we left it off so so um so just thinking of what we said about the back in about thinking that might be Lorimore's corpse uh, in episode seven gibbs uh is it hephaestus or hephaestus or what i can't say it's, it's, it's not hephaestus it's uh it's gibbs. either hephaestus <laughs> or hephaestus 
Um, okay. I'm gonna say Gibbs. I was gonna say I don't think you guys have ever heard his name. You've just seen it written down because it's in the notes. That's true. So, so it's Gibbs. Episode seven. Gibbs said that if you bury a necromancer, they'll rise from the grave, and that's why he wanted to throw Lorimore's body in the river. He did. Lorimore's back from the grave. So. Yes. So is Gibbs. Are you saying Gibbs malicious intent yet? Well, I'm here's the thing. I'm Gibbs thinking. might have been right. No. Hear me out. Hear me out. Not give him the satisfaction. Oh, I mean, yeah. he can't because he's dead, but still. <laughs> Hear me out, guys. You don't okay. need to be a necromancer to come back from the dead. I know, yeah, but it's a theory. Plus, Kalia's nightmare about yeah. uh, seeing right. seeing yeah, him but- as... Was he a wraith? Or a, no, he wasn't a lich. I think he was a wraith. It was wasn't something. He? The nightmare. Uh, it I patterned it after a wraith. It was a nightmare. It wasn't me specific. I know. Here's the other thing I'm just trying to say, guys. Even though he's back, we all knew that dude. How well? Uh, I was his. Um, fa- I was one of his favorite students. Dude had magic talking books, s- created an herbicide that could kill living mold, and studied mind flayer plants in his spare time. Like, he was exactly. Why should we trust him? He's not eccentric anymore. He's borderline crazy. He's <laughs> imagine he tried to tackle a cult on his own. It wasn't crazy. That was probably trying to stop them. He was a competent dude. Don't forget. He just rolled crappy around us. <laughs> yeah. Except for intelligence checks. Didn't he get a 20 signal of 14 at one point? And even with that, he rolled in like yeah. the high 20s. Just because he's back from the dead doesn't mean he did anything. Or was a necromancer, even. It might just mean something brought him back. I mean, Gibbs came back from the dead, too. Is Gibbs a necromancer? We well, don't know. He didn't rise from the grave. Because he's a zombie. Also an idiot. Why are we trusting Gibbs? Also or not. Good. I'm just happy he's dead. I mean, Tully won't <laughs> say this, but I am. That's... So, I think we have a lot of questions about what's going to happen next, but I don't think you have anything approaching answers, so. No, no questions that you are going to answer, because we'll be getting that done later. Right. So, let's move on to our listener question, and um, we actually have two questions from Godric. Of course. Um, One of which is lighthearted, and one of which is a little bit more serious. Which would you guys like first? Lighthearted, please. Lighthearted first? Okay. So the lighthearted question is, what is your favorite food and what is your character's favorite food? Ooh, that's a tough one. I don't know if I have a favorite food, but if you gave me this food, I wouldn't ever say no to it. Probably mashed potatoes. Oh, those are great. I love those. Polly's favorite food. Oh, just like your really nice soft ones. The ones that are really soft you know. Oh, yeah. Soft or, like, really tasty. They're not too bad with a little bit of salt. Bacon? Uh, did you just say bacon? Bacon and mashed potatoes! I hate bacon by itself! Why would you put it in mashed potatoes? (laughs) I 
I've never had that before, but it does not sound like texturally something that I would like. Exactly. I love also, bacon I just on hate a baked potato, but I just like, hate bacon. bacon. Crushed bacon bits on a baked potato with cheese. Like oh, those are the best. No, the only them. reason they offer bacon bits and baked potatoes together is so that you can eat them separately, you know? Like, what? No, that's no. not true. Totally anyway, that is, I don't know where anyway. you like that, but it's wrong. Um, Talia's favorite food is gonna be hard, but I feel like, from what I know of her, she's honestly, I mean, from what I'm, from what I feel like from playing her, I feel like she'd be the girl who really doesn't care but loves sweets like give me the sweet stuff okay green what are you what's your favorite food what's Eklund's favorite food my favorite food in real life is probably sesame chicken but Eklund's Eklund's got a few I mean one alcohol Eklund if that counts <laughs> no okay uh, <laughs> we're gonna fix favorite that Foods. He's probably got two. One because he's only had it once in his life. It's owlbear meat, but the owlbear was pretty dead, so he wonders what it would taste like if he actually like killed one straight off versus wearing it down over four days. But his favorite. You're going to take me alive, and I was scared. In any meat, but also um, some of the bread Alyris has the uh, like raisin studded stuff. Okay, likes that. So okay. let's do uh, yellow. Okay. What's your favorite food? We already know what Alyris' favorite food is. Yes, is that even a question about Alyris? Like, what's your favorite food? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, it's bread. bread. Obviously, it's bread. If you had a soup suit, it would be so full of bread. Um, I don't know what my favorite food is, honestly. Usually, I just eat whatever my parents cook. But, like, if I had a choice... <laughs> Maybe crab legs. Round us out. Um, I uh don't really have a favorite, but I really like ramen. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh huh. And Azatha's be some type of meat, definitely, because she's a literal snake. <laughs> and right. uh. Probably some kind of bacon or something, I'm guessing. <laughs> Alright, so, um, the other thing I wanted to discuss was, over the course of uh, the last week between when we recorded the last episode and while we're recording this, and our listeners, you will all hear this beginning with episode 22, is we did a little bit of a rework to Azatha's character sheet. I am so excited about this. This is incredible. We reworked her from being a sorcerer into being an arcanist. And part of the reason for this was because as a GM, I was saying that Red was kind of wanting to do a lot of things that would be more traditional, hey, I have a spellbook caster type things. Like she was wanting to do lots of research and wanting to like copy scrolls into her spells so she could learn new spells. And that's not really a thing that a sorcerer gets to do. So we sat down, we managed to rework her character sheet. Um, we ended up giving her the Arcanist exploit to keep her heavenly fire. So it won't really change really anything about what existed for Azatha before. Um, so we don't necessarily need to like have her go through a formal, hey, she spent time retraining. Uh, we can just kind of retcon it. But 
I wanted to talk a little bit more, not even so much about the specifics of what changed on her character sheet, as uh, to talk about why we did it. So the main reason was, like I said, that I noticed that this was kind of reflective of how Red was trying to play the character. And, uh... Yep. <laughs> I mean, I could have... We could have done it in-game of, you know, forcing her to go through the whole retraining process, which Paizo does have in the uh, Ultimate Campaign rules for, hey, you can train out of your class and add back in levels of a different class. But I didn't want to do that. And the reason is, it kind of gets back to actually what the core thesis of why this podcast exists. Before this podcast, how much experience did each of you have playing Pathfinder? Zero. Absolutely none. Not at all Pathfinder, a little bit of experience with D&D. Exactly. So, Blue has done quite a bit of Pathfinder, because she's, well, I'm sure you've all picked up on it by now that Blue is my daughter, and I am frequently her GM. So, Blue has played a lot of Pathfinder. The other three of you haven't ever played Pathfinder. Although, yes, Green, you've played a fair bit of D&D. So, I could punish you for not completely understanding the rules of the game when you built your character. Or we could figure out a way to let you still play the same idea for the character. So that's why we decided, why I offered that to Red and why we went through with it. I wanted to go ahead and make sure you guys know that, you know, if that's the case, you know, if there's something about either Eklund or Elyris that you guys would want to similarly change that I would be open to that. It's not something I would necessarily do in a campaign with people who had played a lot of Pathfinder, but I figured, you know, this is about making sure that you guys are having fun too. So that was why we did it. Uh, thoughts, comments, ideas, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, really? Wasn't there a second question? Oh, that's right. There was a second question. You're completely right. I, I took both parts of that one question about food and made it two questions, but he did have a second question. Um, we can get back to that. <laughs> Unless there's anything else anyone would like to say about the retraining, refiguring the character idea. One thing uh, that uh, my third level exploit, um, all that times you said that Nala is not my familiar, well, now he is. Yay. Yay. Although you guys only hit third level last episode, so that's not really much of a retcon. He wasn't yeah. your familiar yet. He just is now. And she talked to the snake now. She can empathically communicate with the snake. She can't actually see. Yeah. Okay. So. Kind of like Anton's bird. Uh, yes, kind of like Anton. Anton I, as I was um looking at the options for uh, familiars, that was a specific trait for a raven, and can that can happen with a few other creatures, and but that was not um for snakes. Also, Anton has some other things going on that you guys haven't heard about yet that makes his familiar a little different. And witches' familiars in general are a little different than wizards' familiars, because witches actually get their magic from their familiars. Pretty cool. Um, are, what is your character's biggest fear? Or greatest fear? He said biggest. I think greatest is more grammatically correct. Um, oh, I have actually been working on... A con more of Azatha's backstory recently, so okay. I've been thinking about this more, but yeah. I'll go last, because it's a bit extensive. Okay. Oops, same. Talia's a lot, so I'll go second to last then. I can go. Alright, go for it. What is Eklund's greatest fear? 
Eklund's original fear in the first in the episodes up to I think 21. No, maybe a bit before that, but still, his earliest fear was be see being shown as like showing weakness. But that's more by the wayside now that he's got the Rainbow Squad. But his greatest fear that I only myself realized in 21 was hurting the party. Okay. And when I saw when like I the him with the blood on his claws. I realized in that moment what he would do. That's why I had him run. He was worried that if he went back to the party, he'd get possessed and try to kill him. So his... Which I'm hoping is too traumatizing a fear for the GM to use against me. Hint, hint, holds up Rotten Tomato Launcher. But... <laughs> that's not good. Uh, yes. His worst fear is that someday he might hurt another party member. What about Alyris? What is Alyris's greatest fear? Probably being forgotten, or to a greater to or to a greater degree, being hated, especially by those she's closest to. Like if suddenly someone she trusted turned on her, that is probably her worst fear. She doesn't ever want that to happen ever, ever, ever. Sounds good, Talia. All right. So I mean, Talia's got a few. Yeah, just give us the highlight. We, we again, we have a time limit. Um. The highest um, is probably, um, she's got a lot of abandonment issues because of Gaflings being born alone without a family. So she'd be super, she's always scared that people are going to leave her, like the party's going to leave her behind, as well as everyone. Plus, she just doesn't like if people hurt her, you know, like, you know, don't like her or she tries to be nice to everyone. So she really doesn't like it when people are rude and she, well, biggest, we all know she hates ghosts. Alright, and Azatha. Alright. Haha, <laughs> I'm excited about this as well. So, um, I have been updating her backstory a bit, so um, she, uh, being a Nagaji, she was, her race was kind of recreated to serve the Naga, and she has secretly been thinking for a bit before she left that uh, I'm kind of holding a grudge against these beings that created me because it kind of created me to serve you which is not good she has been thinking that um she doesn't want to stay in the same place for the rest of her life and she doesn't want to have a set destiny exactly okay yeah. Nice. Which this kind of makes her relationship with her god, Nalini Vati, who was the creator of her species, a bit complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is some weird stuff right there. All right. I like it. Pretty excited about this. And GM, if you're, I typed even more stuff on her uh, a backstory bio and info thing on Roll20 okay. for more I details. That's great. And I promise I will absolutely use all of these against you in future nightmares. Come on. Oh, no. You already used mine. I did. I completely accidentally. All right. Well, with all of that in mind, I think we will go ahead and wrap this after party here. So until next time, keep an eye open for mimics. Never feed a goblin. And something, something, I guess.
Thank you.